everybody. Welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, the podcast where we talk to people in the food space who are as obsessed with food as I am, whether they're cookbook writers or just foodie aficionados like our guest today, whose name is Tina Anderson, and she bills herself as the grilling queen of Anoka, which Anoka is a big place, Tina. These are high standards. <laughs> it really is. We run a full-time grill outside our butcher shop. Um, I bought Anoka meat and sausage about a year and a half and a half ago, and um, I've always had a passion for the industry, but I really did reinvent myself. I came out of the corporate world, and I lived in Edina for 20 years. I started a small salad business, um, and I started catering things on the side, and it, my passion really kind of turned into my new uh, future career, um, and Anoka meat and sausage fell in my lap twice not only once but twice and I couldn't really uh pass it up well tell me about that story because that sounds like one for the books yeah so I was just cooking along in my career and uh, doing this little side hustle following my passion and a business broker uh, approached me and said you know there's a meat market that's going up for sale um in October would you be interested and I said yeah sure but when I got close to doing it, um, somebody had bought it and looked at it. Timing was bad. My mom had cancer. She passed oh, away. I'm sorry. Short. I was, we had moved uh, up north, a little closer to Albertville. And the deal fell through. Somebody had bought it. And he was trying to buy two businesses, couldn't get it done. And long story short, the business broker reached back out to me a year later. And then I kind of went to business and said, you know what, this is kind, this has crossed my paths twice, my path twice now. And I, I should really take a serious hard look at it. And I did. And then following March, it was a done deal. So I find it funny, like not haha funny, but interesting funny that you mm -hmm. went from like, you think you're making, you're doing salads, which is your yeah. business, right? <laughs> And now yeah. all of a sudden you're in this meat business. Like sure. Meat is super different and requires different yeah. skill sets. Are you a butcher? And did you have any of that knowledge? Beforehand? I did not have any formal training. Um I was also during that time, I started working a lot of ton of farmers markets. I developed my own barbecue sauce line. It's called Sweet Teas. Um, and I've got a rhubarb barbecue sauce, uh bourbon peach, it's sort of a gourmet um unique niche barbecue sauceing and sure. it was just like gangbusters and then I started doing other things for people I did my I'm all Scandinavian so I was doing left set I was uh, doing meatballs Swedish meatballs and then I was also doing uh pulled pork and tons of ribs with for my barbecue sauce so cooking has been my passion for a very long time even though outside of starting that little salad business that kind of launched my name but I had such a broader perspective of, of the things. I, I made homemade potato sausage. And he, in my neighborhood, people kind of call me the uh, meatball lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's He's okay. I'm the tomato lady on TV. So we yeah. got that going for us. I've been hustling barbecue sauce and meat, Swedish meatballs and rosettes and krumkaka and all kinds of different things for, for a long time. What and is the? To, oh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. You know, I, I really just wanted a platform where I could do all the things I loved, and then also fulfill a need for when you're a specialty cook. 
um, you know, the way we ate changed a lot in the 80s. And uh, everything went to process big box stores and the butcher shops became fewer and fewer around. And as uh, I was called as a home cook, so to speak, even though I've written a cookbook and all that kind of stuff, I you can't buy a bone in anything anymore. Good right. luck trying to find a brisket. Good luck trying to find a crown roast at a local grocery store. They just were the resources weren't out there. And I get super frustrated. And I like to make very creative recipes sometimes. And I was just like, I want to, I want to make a resurgence of the old fashioned butcher shop. I want to have the availability that people know that they can come and get whatever they want, custom cuts and um, for barbecuing or family events, that kind of stuff. So tell me about the cookbook that you have. Sure. Uh, 2019, I did a cookbook. My first ISBN, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was called All About Gratitude. And it's a lot, It's more like a holiday fair uh, cookbook with all kinds of great recipes on it. In it, like my Swedish meatballs and um, my crown roast, you know, turkey, making that Thanksgiving turkey. Um, lots uh, all kinds of different things and um after that that was all before I bought the butcher shop and then now I'm kind of finding myself in a place where I'm cooking on tv live on Twin Cities live about once a month and um, I'm going to be on Fox 9 on the 4th of July and then um, I I got lucky to be introduced to you through my through my um person who reaches out to I just got to be really busy with everything so I, I hired a um what do you call it publicist thank you yeah, <laughs> my, my, yeah. The word escaped me there for a sec a publicist and she's like well let me just look at a few places around your your market and see where you might fit and uh, I was just so thrilled so let's just it. chat for one second about you called yourself a home cook which is what yeah. I call myself yeah um and I call myself that because I feel like if you've gone to culinary school or you've owned a restaurant, you know, that that puts you in like a chef category. Yeah. And I have never done that or had that training. So I'm just a home cook. Is that yep. kind of your distinction? Absolutely. And I have a Facebook group called Sweet Tea's Kitchen um, that I uh, have a, like about 1300 followers locally or, you know, regionally, locally. And uh, I have, t I put all of my Twin Cities live episodes out there, all of my recipes. Um, I cook almost every day online and I, I posting things that I'm doing today, special projects. What do you find that people that follow you are interested in learning more about or interested in cooking these days? A couple different things. I think there is a real desire to uh, renew old fashioned cooking, like I just make cooking um, things like my Swedish meatballs or lapsa. Yep. Or, people really want to have that touchy feely heritage stuff, uh, but mixed in there, everybody loves a great Italian dinner. Or you know, I make a veal um, pappardel pasta dish and different things like that that are just hearty, interesting, and you can make at home. That they're not, they seem more difficult, sound more difficult than they really are. Right. So I like to take, I like kind of take old recipes, but put a more modern flair on them. When you cook on TV, I think that cooking on TV is like a unique skill set. 
is it different than when you're cooking in your kitchen or doing your Facebook lives? And how is it different? Um, it's different because I love it so much and, um, (laughs) I get, I just, I just love it. I get to share a part of me that's, even though I'm cooking, it's that artistic outlet (laughs) that you're expressing your love for cooking in a whole different way. Um, knowing, you know, people ask once, are you nervous? I said, well, at first I was very nervous, but I'm not anymore because I think of it more as a conversation. Right. With my friends. Um, this is what we, what we talk about, or, you know, make me a little, sh- you know, dummy up or shortened up because we only have five or six minutes to get it all done. Um, so we condense it. However, um, it's the same. It's just the, the thrill of sharing um, recipes with other people that are interested in the same things I am. Right, right. When you think about meat in particular, have you noticed mm-hmm. a difference in the meat market, like people being interested in more vegetarian things? And do yeah. you carry um, some of the, I, I guess, fake meat, we'll call it? Yeah, yeah, we don't. We call, we carry everything that we can, um, like our, our organic Amish chickens. We have um, some grass-fed things that we order. You can order a half a cow through us or, you know, a quarter we can do a grass fed or non grass fed. I tend to feel that um, prime is a little overrated, even though it has its place. Um, not only, and I may differ with that in opinion with a lot of other people, uh, but I because it gets somewhat of a marketing thing for the agricultural people to make more money sometimes. Right. Um, there, there is a place for it. There is a place for grass fed. Um, but like if you're making a prime rib, I say you don't really, you don't want grass fed. You want the fat, you want marrow, you want the buttery flavor that comes from, from a, a, a corn fed animal. And realistically, the only difference is all, all animals are, are pasture fed, um, on grass, but they're also supplemented with corn and other things. So there's a little bit of a mystery there of, I kind of feel like it's a little trickery uh, on how it's, how it's put out to the public. Yeah. We, I mean, we have grass fed beef, we have <laughs> corn fed beef, we have grass fed corn finished beef. Yes, exactly. And, there and, are and, and you know, they use things like rotated pastures. It's all stuff that every cow is on a rotated pasture, unless you're, you know, living on a, a tiny farm in the middle of nowhere with a barn and one stall. Right. You have to feed, yep. you know, they're out, out in the pasture eating fresh grass all the time. Um, but what gives it the great marbling and some of the, those flavors that you want is, is going to be grass fed is going to be a lot leaner and have a little different flavor. Anoka meat and sausage, obviously I'm assuming sausage is kind of your sweet spot. Are you mm-hmm. like one of those places that has like the crazy sausages too, like the wild rice habanero and the gummy oh, yeah. bear? Absolutely. We're kind of known as the, you know, the home of the three inch ribeye. We've got butter steaks. Um, it's a terrace major muscle. It's a non-working muscle of a shoulder and a cow. Um, it's very much like a, a, a tenderloin or filet, uh, but it's just, you just don't want to cook it. You want to make sure you cook it medium rare to keep it tender. But then you're right. We have this other side. We smoke fish. We process deer. We make sausage. We have beef sticks, jerky. We have our own two smokers that are going pretty much all the time and um, a very big part of our business. What's your weirdest sausage, Tina? Oh, let me think about weirdest. 
Oh, we get some good ones. We have like a baked bean broth. Yum. That sounds For, amazing. It, it's a little bit out of my my taste, my taste zone. I tend to like myself to stay in more of the classic flavors. Uh-huh. Um, a beer broth or a, a plain fresh broth is, is really good to me. Um, but I do love our mac and cheese broths. I Tell me about that. It just sounds like a burst of cheese. Yum. Yeah. And and the just a little bit of chew from the macaroni. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Um, some people love our dill pickle brats. Um, and then we've oh gosh, we've got like the mango habanero. Sure. All, all of just the wild rice. We have blueberry wild rice uh, summer sausage that we make. We have jumbo homemade wieners. I, there's nothing better than once or twice a summer having a, a skin on homemade wiener. Skin on homemade wiener is my jam. Um, <laughs> and if it, you're up north a lot and you're doing campfire cooking and you're doing, it's just so easy and yummy. Yeah. And I love Polish sausages too. Absolutely. And we do what our do own, own um, Swedish potato sausage and our own Swedish meatball mix. So we've got a, you know, a big variety of things. So are you, when you talk about like uh, potato sausage and mm -hmm. some of those, I guess I'm going to call them like old world arts as it were, yeah. because that's kind of something that came over maybe from the Danish, Norwegian, Swedish, yep. Scandinavian folks. Mm -hmm. Are you like rediscovering a love for those traditions? Yep. Yep. And I, I, that's kind of where I started when I was, when I, before I moved up in the den, I was doing the Swedish meatballs because you can't find it anymore. Not everybody is as adventurous in the kitchen. And they've got their grandmother's old recipe or they've got their mom's recipe and they may not be brave enough to do it. So I started saying, Hey, I've got, I make Swedish meatballs. And they're like, I want to put me on the list. I love Swedish meatballs. Yeah. And I think when one fall, the first fall I moved up here, I sold like nine to 1200 meatballs just in my neighborhood. Wow. <laughs> when you think about cookbooks that inspired you, are there like mm -hmm. specific books that are on your shelf that you would never give away? Definitely. Um, I've got a Better Homes and Gardens Heritage Cookbook that was my mother's, and it's all about foods of America from immigrants. Oh, neat. It, it is so fascinating. And it has a story for every region. And, um, you know, all of the nationalities during the big immigration, at least um, into the United States in the early 1800s. Right. In fact, that's my grandmother's cooking recipe was in there. My mom's Swedish meatball recipes in there. Very similar. They're not exact, but they did just such a great, great job of covering um, the southern states, um, Louisiana. I learned a lot about um, Florida and the Spanish influence um, coming through there. And it was just, it's a great book. I also will tell you, I'm in the middle of trying to read Julia Child's cookbook. Yeah, it's like an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, she's got a few. Are you going through the original Mastering the Art of the French Chef? Yes. And I'm finding so many things in there that I know, you know, like sweetbread. We carry sweetbreads in our butcher yep. shop. I've never made them. It's on my list to conquer at some point. I hope I can. That one's a little far-fetched out there for me in, in, the, in as far as my palate is. I'd like I think there's only two things that I don't really like as far as food is concerned. And that one, I'm just, I'm just trying to drum up the. Okay. Sweetbreads, <laughs> which I actually do like sweetbreads if they're do prepared. You? I do. Um, 
I didn't think I would, but then I had them and veal sweetbreads in particular, which okay. if you're not familiar, it is brain. It yep, is a slice yeah, yeah. of the brain and it is fried and yeah. pan fried sometimes or breaded. Yep. Um, I, what's your other thing you don't do, Tina? Um, I'm, I'm not a real big fan of mutton. Of, like, I like a nice lamb chop, yeah. but it's a little gamey for me. I love lamb, but I refuse to do like haggis or blood sausage. Yeah, right. I haven't had blood sausage since I was a, was a kid. Those and, are my um, like hard nose. Yeah, I love lutefisk. I like hair. I like, you know, there's just not a lot, a lot of people these days don't like lutefisk anymore. And I love lutefisk. I wouldn't not, say I love, but I would do it, you yeah. know, I would do it. I kind of compare it to a sea bass a little bit. It's a little, yeah. or well, but, it's been super fun to talk with you, the Anoka yeah. Grilling Queen. We will put a link to Sweet Tea's Kitchen Facebook page in our show notes so that people can find that. Yeah. Um, also a link to Anoka Meat and Sausage. Thank I just you. really have enjoyed talking with you, and I may contact you about some other projects I'm working on. You sound like you're a real fun chick. Oh, you do too. And I, I feel like <laughs> I know you already, but that's just because I've been following you for years. And um, I do have a, 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 what do you call it, a manuscript that I, I need to pitch to the historical um, um, Minnesota Press at some point. I'd love to pick your brain on some ideas. Sure, feel to... free to DM me or reach out anytime. I'd be happy okay. to help you spread the word. Thank you. All right, Tina. It's great to talk to you. Thanks. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.